You're listening to the Living Inside Our podcast, and I'm your host, Tux Arutari. This is episode 75. Welcome to the Living Inside Our podcast, where we believe life is a journey, not a destination. Episode 75 is Making Peace with Trials. Welcome to 75. (laughs) I am chuffed. Saying that number 75 means the world because when I started recording the podcast, it took me hmm, quite a few months of talking about it, possibly even a whole year. Mm -hmm. And the reason it took so long to start was because I didn't think I would go beyond five or six. I'd been talking about it, told my children, my husband, told my friends. And one day I said to my friend Titi, I'm going to be starting a podcast. And she goes, "Uh, you said that to me last week. And I think I mentioned it the week before too. (laughs) So her question was, what's stopping you? And that's a very powerful question because often we make assumptions about why we do things and why we hold back from doing things. But if you don't ask yourself that very powerful question, what is holding you back? And if you don't answer honestly, you're just going to keep on doing the same thing and expecting things to change. You're going to expect a different result. So I went back and I asked myself, honestly, what is holding you back, Talks? Because I had all the resources I needed. I think at that point I had ordered a microphone or maybe I hadn't, I can't remember, but I knew that I was capable of doing it. And the truth is, I was scared that I will not go beyond five or six because I'd looked back on my life and I saw that behind me, despite having some successes in my life, in my business, I also had quite a few things that I started, a few promising projects that I started, was so excited about, so certain that I will complete and I never completed. So I was looking back and seeing a trail of uncompleted projects behind me and I didn't want to add the podcast to the number. That's the simple truth. I didn't think I'll carry on. So today when I look and I see 75, I'm like, this really happened. This really happened. Again, I look back and I think that maybe because of my past experiences, and if you are listening for the first time or you're not familiar with my story, I lost everything in the recession. When I say I lost everything, I mean that my family, my husband and I, we lost every material thing we ever owned. 2008, the Great Recession. And that was very scary, a very uncomfortable season of our lives. But I think that that experience caused me not to hold on to things too tightly, not to embrace what I believed belonged to me just in case I lost it. And so the podcast coming from my soul, coming from my spirit was clearly very dear to me before I even started because I knew I was going to be talking about my own stories and my personal experiences, which are obviously very dear to me, very close to my heart. My fear was that if I didn't complete it, I will also lose that. Because it's one thing when you lose material things, it's another thing when you lose what you consider to be a part of your soul. And so that was my reason, I believe, for not starting my podcast. And uh, thankfully, I had 
great friends around me. I had the right person speak to me and ask me a very powerful question. What's holding you back? And once she asked that question and I answered honestly, I was able to move past that limiting thought. And so if this is your first time listening, welcome. I am thrilled to have you join me and we people from every corner of the world on this podcast. Our top listeners come from the United Kingdom, USA, South Africa, Germany, Philippines, Nigeria, Canada, Singapore, Ghana, and I don't know people in Singapore or in Canada or in the Philippines or in, actually, I do know someone in the Philippines, in Germany. So Saudi Arabia and Jamaica and so many countries, I am just so grateful, thankful that you would give up 30 or so minutes of your time to listen to this podcast. And I hope that you are being blessed and transformed by it. Living Inside Out is a space where we expose and unearth limiting beliefs, just like the one I just described, like the one that stopped me from starting this podcast. In this community, we see life as a path okay, it's not a straight one, but it's a path nonetheless. And on that path, there are obstacles that we must overcome to keep going. Now, some of those obstacles are real and tangible and you can see it and others are imagined. So a limiting belief is an obstacle that exists only in your mind. And every episode or each episode, we address one or more of them. Because if you're going to change what you see, you've got to change what you believe. I would also love to know how you found this podcast. So please connect with me on social media. My handle is at TalksArutere, or you can go to my website, TalksArutere.com. There's a recording thingy on there that when you click, it'll let you record a voice note. I'd love to hear your voice. I love receiving comments and texts by emails and DMs and all of that stuff. But to hear your voice, that's another level. And I'll also play it on the podcast as well. (laughs) And so if you have been listening for any length of time at all, whether this is your second or your 40th or your 75th, (laughs) welcome, Ekabo, because I've just come back from Lagos. I also have one request to make. I put so much into each episode. And when I say that, I mean that I literally pour my heart in. I don't hold back. I share authentically my lessons. I bear my soul. And I would love if you could like and subscribe to and even share this podcast wherever you're listening, whether it's on Spotify or Apple or iHeartRadio or on Podbean, you can click on follow and also leave a comment, leave a review on. Apple Podcasts allows you to put five stars on there as well. So please do that for me. That will make a difference because it will increase the listenership, which is what I'm trying to do. So I hope you've had a great last few weeks. I spent two glorious weeks in Lagos and Abuja in Nigeria, and boy, do I feel thankful for it. The last time I was in Nigeria was in July of last year. And while I had a great time, I was also carrying my worries in an extra suitcase. But this time, ah, the growth that has happened over the last few months, even over the last couple of weeks, has been phenomenal. And so what I had considered to be my worries back in July, 
I now see as normal. And that is what I want to talk to you about today. So in episode 72, which was the most recent solo episode, we looked at ways in which we can build resilience. And that was necessary because of the season that I've been in and the season that many of my friends currently are in. And today I want to share one of several lessons that have come out of it because the most powerful life lessons are found in dark places. There's a scripture that says that talks about hidden gems or gems in hidden places. And I came to understand that in the darkness, in the problems, in the issues, whatever it is you're going through, there are some powerful lessons in there. But the reason we miss those lessons is because most of the time we're looking for the exit door. We're just like, listen, I just need this to end. I just need to get out of this situation. And we're not looking for the lessons that life has come to teach us. And so this particular lesson of managing and operating through trials or making peace through trials actually started almost a year ago when I had an outing with a group of friends. I hadn't seen them in quite a while and each of them had a unique and specific challenge that they were living with from health issues to relationship problems to financial and so much more. And that was, or should I say, it began waking me up because I had assumed that their lives were going exactly as planned. Now, I've always known that everyone has problems, right? Like I didn't think that life for them was perfect, whatever perfection looked like, but I didn't consider that every person was going through something that they thought was major in their lives. You see, one of the consequences of staring at your obstacle or what you consider to be an obstacle or a problem is this. You risk becoming so consumed by it that you start to think others are better off. Comparison. (laughs) And also that your problem is so unique that no one out there has experienced and therefore overcome it. And that can send you into a tailspin as the wrong pictures begin to form in your mind. And so when I looked at my even closer circle of friends and it was the same thing, you know, very specific problems that was glaring because of the relationship we had, I had access to their lives. I found that not even, not two of my friends had the same issues. You know, there was, it was so specific that no two people had identical issues and it led me to question everything I've ever known. I said to Susie, hmm, I feel like our parents shielded us from real life. They didn't quite tell us the whole truth. Because how is it that every person we know appears to be going through one serious concern or another? And it feels like age is not the entrance of problems but it is the revealer of problems. And that's how I feel. Like as I get older, I'm seeing things differently and I'm seeing and recognizing that even when we put on our game face, even when we present the best looking parts of ourselves, there is something hidden. It could be emotional. It could be mental. It could be physical. 
but it looks like everyone seems to be going through one serious concern or another. So I've been looking back and trying to decipher and understand what I have named a problem or a challenge or a difficulty in my life. And I look back, okay, my first major one was losing everything. That's all I recognized. But then when I really dig deep, I see that there were quite a few But because I had the privilege of attending a military boarding school, that helped me to see what many of us call problems as normal life. Because you'd wake up and have no idea what punishment awaited you for the day. What manual labor you'd be doing at three o'clock in the afternoon or whether or not you'd even get to eat. And every time we escaped some form of danger, either from seniors or teachers. Every time we sailed through and ate breakfast without some type of drama, or we made it a lights out, i.e. bedtime, without being whipped, we called such days good days. We called them blessed, amazing. I had a wonderful day. And so I'm finding when I compare my generation to my children's generation, the things that we call normal they seem to be calling trauma. You know, there are, (laughs) when I think of some of the things that we at the ages of 11 and 12 and 13 experienced, and I think about my 15-year-old son today, it's literally laughable. You know, you'd wake up and find that your uniform was stolen overnight and you've somehow got to make sure that you get to assembly on time in the same uniform that got stolen. (laughs) Or you'd wake up and you find that you're in big trouble because yes, you did make your bed, but somebody dropped something on it and it's now slightly creased. It's no longer smooth. You're in big trouble for that. Or like the time when Senior Memuna assigned me her shoe polisher and the polish ran out. And I had told her a few days before, Senior Memuna, the polish is about to run out. And she's like, okay. And then the polish ran out that morning. I went and did not polish her shoes. And on my way to assembly that day, I got a resounding slap across my face. And her excuse or her reason was, you were using my polish to polish other people's shoes and you didn't think that it was going to run out. And that was true because every time I started polishing her shoes in the morning, I'd get up and seniors would have dotted theirs around me, her friends. And I thought, hey, they're her friends, they're her mates. And I'd do the same. And so powerful lessons to have learned, difficult, painful And even the memory makes me feel sorry for that young version of me at the time. But that was real life. That was very normal. And so now I think back and I know that attending command secondary school in Nigeria, which was the children of military personnel, was a real blessing because it formed the foundation of resilience for me and my schoolmates. But it appears that I somehow have believed over the years that that experience was isolated and restricted to the walls of my school. Because how else am I finding out only now that everyone is dealing with some type of challenge? And how come I'm thinking that perfection is what we should be having and that challenges are odd and they they exist for us to overcome, they exist for us to erase and avoid. 
So for the last few months, I've been praying for this particular issue to come to an end in my life, so much so that it consumed my mind, consumed my time. In fact, I have put my, oh, I had put my life on hold while I gave my full attention to it. And speaking the word of God is powerful, but I struggled to do it consistently. You know, in church, we talk about speaking the word and I know that the word of God is life and it's powerful, but it's so funny how something so seemingly simple can be so difficult to do. And then one day God said to me, let there be light. Four words. And that was all. I began to declare, let there be light. And it became a prayer that my mind would be illuminated so that I could see what was going on in there. And I could see why I was going through the challenge I was going through. And I could see solutions and strategies. And I kept on praying, let there be light. And that's what started. My mind became illuminated and I could see the thoughts, the negative thoughts. I could see the limiting beliefs. I could even see corners where lies had been buried that I did not even realize existed. And one of the lies I discovered was that I considered the perfect life to be a worthy goal to pursue. At the start of this episode, I said, we believe life is a journey, not a destination. But then I had been treating my life as a destination. And this is what treating your life as a destination looks like. You build an altar to whatever it is you're going through. And you consider it to be so important that you solve this problem and everything else is relegated to the back. It becomes your number one goal. It consumes you. It it occupies your mind so much so that it actually becomes the background to which you are living your life. Another sign that you're treating your life as a destination is that you fail to see the good that's going on in your life today. And when you do, it's only because you're viewing it against the backdrop of someone else's pain. Yet another sign is that you struggle to find joy and peace, period. Or maybe you do experience joy and peace, but it's momentary or it's intermittent. Like when you're out with friends and you're distracted and you forget your worries, or when you receive a piece of good news and then that lasts for a season or for for a moment and then you return to your default state of worrying. Those are signs that you are waiting for the problem to come to an end exactly how I was waiting. And while we are busy waiting for things to resolve themselves or things to pick up again, Life is passing us by. We are missing out on the true essence of life. We are missing out on relationships with loved ones. And we are missing out on the opportunities to build memories. Memories, I believe, are the fuel that keep the aged going. Because when you're old and you're no longer working, and perhaps your friends have uh, started to pass away and, and there is loneliness, your memories keep you company. And it's the memories that we should be forming today that will keep us company in the future. But if instead of building memories and making memories, we spend our time thinking about the problems and worrying about it and focusing so much on it, 
then you're not forming these companions for the future. And so that is a, a powerful lesson that if you're young, if you're listening to this and you're still quite young, maybe you're in your 20s or perhaps even in your early 30s and you haven't really started to think about your life in finite terms, you're not thinking about your life one day coming to an end. You're not thinking about the twilight years or even imagining what it might be. This might sound so far-fetched to you, but honestly, I am coming up to a milestone birthday and naturally I'm thinking about my life in its finite state. I'm not focused so much on today. I'm not focused so much on everything I'm doing now, I'm equally occupied with the end and the legacy that I'm going to leave behind. And my intention with this episode, and actually it's going to carry on maybe the next three episodes, is to have you make peace with trials rather than fighting it. Now, I'm not saying that you ignore or you accept difficulties and not do anything about it. But let's begin with the mind. How about we start by accepting that trials are a very normal part of life and there is nothing wrong with it. Because when you start to see your life as flawed because of the difficulties you're going through, that in itself is going to hinder you from making progress. Because your mind's going to think, what's the point? So as I started to look into my mind and wonder and question myself, I found that the dissonance was tearing me apart. And what that was, was most days were spent ping-ponging between God is faithful and why isn't prayer working? (laughs) Or God has left me to figure this out on my own. And then in the next breath is, but I know God's word is true. He says he'll never leave me. And that was what led me to begin praying this very simple prayer. And the first thing I noticed after seeing all the lies that I believed was that a polarized outlook was damaging. You know, this is the either or lifestyle, which means if it isn't good or if it isn't great, then it's really bad. And many of us live like that. Many of us don't consider the life in between or the space in between, because life is a spectrum and we always swing from one extreme to the other. At any one point, we are in between, okay? We may be a little bit to the left sometimes and a little bit to the right, but we always find our individual center. And God was showing me that if you pray for something and you don't get it, it doesn't mean that I haven't heard or answered your prayer. There are times that you've got to grow through the pain. I won't take it away, but I want you to get to the other side the way you want to get to the other side. The difference is I don't want you to arrive on the other side of your pain exactly as you are today. I want you to arrive as an evolved version of you. So ultimately, you are better off than what you expected when you were praying. In this season, I found myself fighting the reality. I described it in a previous episode, I think it was 72, as banging my head against a brick wall. 
And the way I got past it was through acceptance, accepting what I couldn't change and accepting that what I was going through was what I was supposed to go through. As a Christian, acceptance of a challenging situation places you in a vortex of confusion because on one hand, the scripture tells us we will not lack, we can lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover and we can ask and we will receive. So how then do you explain your life as it swells around dodging these scriptures? And so I learned that I didn't quite understand the concept of grace either. Because grace does not mean you're exempt from challenges, but instead it is a supernatural serum that strengthens you sufficiently to go through the situation. I've come to the end of today's episode, but you best believe next week we are getting into the nitty gritty of this thing. I hope you are sufficiently curious enough and at least has started to question and examine the beliefs that you have had around the subjects of challenges because curiosity is the birthplace of realization. When you are curious enough, even if you don't believe every word that I have said, even if you had your guard up, which is very normal to do when it comes to matters of the mind and actually very wise to do to be careful about what you're taking into your mind Even if that's where you're at, at least be curious, at least be open to the possibility that your mind contains mindsets and lies and and facts that may not be true or certainly will not serve you. I want to say thank you for listening for 26 minutes and 26 seconds and (laughs) I was going to say eight nanoseconds, but it's gone. (laughs) But I'm excited about this season. I'm excited about what God is doing in my life and in your life. And how do I know that it's something to be excited about? Because the scripture says, all things work together for the good of those who love God. And if you can at least come to the point of believing that even this challenge, even this difficulty is working out for your good, the good may not be what you want, what you choose, what you're praying for, but it's good nonetheless because evolution is happening and transformation is going on as you go through this season in your life, whatever the season is. Have an amazing rest of the week. Thank you for listening. Remember to live from the inside out and I'll talk to you next week.